You're listening to Simple Ritz Radio, and today we're talking all about brain health and maybe even how to get over brain fog. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schirm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host, Alexa Schirm. Welcome back to this podcast. I'm your host, Alexa. And as always, I wanted to remind you that this show is dedicated to simplifying your health, allowing you to live with more purpose, more joy, and ultimately achieve the lasting health you've been looking for. While it seems complex and overwhelming, my passion is to help you break it down into the basics and live a more simplistic and healthy life that you enjoy. And today, we're breaking down brain health and how to prevent and maybe even overcome brain fog, as well as Alzheimer's, depression, and dementia. Today on the show, we have Dr. Stephen Masley, who just released the book, The Better Brain Solution. And today on the show, I'm going to be asking Dr. Masley about preventing dementia and Alzheimer's, what his five-step plan is, and one of the most important components that we could all be doing today. So you're going to want to stick around for that. But I do want to forewarn you, we had some major sound quality issues on this show. While I don't generally publish shows that have poor sound quality, I was not able to get Dr. Masley back on the show in time for you to get a free download that he has going on right now over on his site. And I wanted to make sure to give that to you as well as provide you all of this great information. So just know you've been warned. The sound quality is poor. It really picks up halfway through, through the end of the show. I'm deeply sorry that this happened, but again, I didn't want to prevent you from hearing this great information. So I decided that I was just going to post it anyways. I really do take great pride in having great sound quality for you, but this is just one of those times that the show was too good to throw away. So I posting it anyways. So I hope that you can withstand the annoying pauses that happen with the sound and just stick with it all the way through the end. I know you're going to love it and you're going to get a lot of valuable information because at the end of the day, don't we all want to prevent Alzheimer's and dementia and those scary brain things that really can hold us captive and takes people way too soon. So I'm honored to have Dr. Masley on the show and I hope you love this just as much as I did. So today we're going to get right to the show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Stephen Masley. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm delighted. I think I'm really happy to speak with you. I have been wanting to get someone on that's a brain expert because this topic is becoming a really big issue. And we see so many people, and even in their early years, you know, starting to struggle with brain loss and dementia, Alzheimer's and all this stuff. And now we're starting to see the connection between maybe diabetes and other things. And I haven't had an expert on to really dive into that. So I'm so excited to get you on and talk about your newest book coming out, The Better Brain Solution. But I want to know, what led you to this point? Well, in my clinic, I see people who are, they're mostly working professionals. They're busy. They're, you know, burning the candle at both ends. And they don't have memory loss, but they want to be sharper and quicker. They want to be more productive. And we do a hundred, almost a hundred measures of aging in our clinic. We look at their bone density, their, you know, cholesterol and blood work. But importantly, we look at their brain function. We do detailed cognitive testing, looking at memory and brain processing speed and overall cognitive function. And 
having done a thousand evaluations, we've actually been able to publish data on what lifestyle factors predict if your brain's spinning faster or if it's sluggish and slow. And now we have hundreds of people who've actually improved their cognitive performance by 25, 30%. I mean, that means we've actually like given them a computer that ran 25% faster, they could get more work done. That's huge. So we have fantastic results. We've even done randomized clinical trials showing we can make the average person's brain processing speed 25 to 30% faster. So knowing the program works, it just seems essential to me to help people make a difference because I think more people, and you just said it, Alexa, more people are having brain fog and they feel more mentally sluggish, I think, than ever before. Even people in their 30s and 40s, this is becoming common. Right, right. And and so let's break down why is it more common today? Or are people just living longer? You know, I have the argument of the life expectancy is longer, so of course we're going to see more of this stuff. But people are getting it earlier and earlier. So is it really have to do with the insulin resistance that's happening or is there a bigger picture going on? Well, you're partly right there. I mean, I mean, to some degrees, if you just look at Alzheimer's rates, you know, end stage dementia, part of it is because people are living longer. But the b- biggest part is has nothing to do with age. It has to do with something we call insulin resistance. And let me explain what, what I mean by that. If people eat too many refined carbs like sugar or bread, any form of flour for that matter, um, their blood sugar levels jump up and their insulin pushes that sugar, that glucose into cell energy. Eventually, if you keep eating too many refined carbs, your cells are full, you stop listening to insulin and you become insulin resistant. Well, in, in, on the outside of your body, you just grow fat. You know, if you're eating too many refined right. carbs, you'll grow more fat. But your brain cells are unable to use. They shut down. When brain cells are um, insulin resistant, it stops you from being able to use your brain. Let me give you an example. If I was to do a brain scan on you, a PET scan, we measured your brain cell blood sugar metabolism. How much sugar could your brain cells burn? Your brain would probably, you're sharp, your brain would probably light up like a Christmas tree. We took an average person who ate the wrong foods, their brain would look dead quiet. It would be black instead of lighting up because their brain's unable to use energy. So that's why they're sluggish and they have brain fog. And they're literally, their brain is slowly but steadily dying and shrinking over time. It's pretty scary to think that even 30 to 40-year-olds are experiencing shrinkage of their brain today. Right, yeah. But I think that's a reality. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when we talk about insulin resistance, you know, often, you know, you're going to find that on your blood panel. But the, the number, right, the high end, are they saying that the high end of normal is still just as damaging? obviously, as being in that insulin resistant. Yeah, so well, that's a good point you're bringing up. So normally we think of diabetes as your fasting blood sugar is like 126 and above. Mm -hmm. A normal blood sugar is 100. But even if you're 95 or 97, um, you could be insulin resistant and your brain can't use that energy. And so this is a lot of people. It's 50% of baby boomers and 30 to 35% of all adults um, insulin resistant. So at least a third of 30 to 40 to 50 year olds have insulin resistance and their brain's sluggish and their brain is literally shrinking. They don't have dementia yet. It may be years away, but they're not working at their full 
essential. And it's hurting their quality of life, their productivity, and they're slowly, you know, injuring their brains without even knowing it. Mm, yeah. And so you're telling us, though, that we can get that back, right? Like, absolutely. So how far gone? So someone like, say your parent is struggling with Alzheimer's, can you or dementia, can you reverse that? Or is there a point when it's too far gone? Well, think about it. When you have Alzheimer's, your brain is basically shrunk from a grape to a raisin. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's realistic to say we're going to bring someone back from Alzheimer's to a 30-year-old brain. Right. I, that is not realistic. Can we? No, I think we can improve their brain function and we can stop their decline or at least slow their decline. But the problem is when you wait that long... They're, they're so tired, they're worn out, they can't think clearly. It's hard for them to make the right choices. So, so my goal is not to, so yes, we can help, we absolutely can help people with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Um, but to say you can make them normal again, I don't think is a realistic claim. But we can help right. them, definitely. Mm -hmm. My goal is to help prevent people. I think we can prevent the mature. We can prevent at least 60% of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Maybe up to 90% of people do everything right. And, you know, so that's profound. Right. Um, but the key is... Not only are you preventing a problem in your future, but you're going to feel better starting today. You'll be sharper, quicker, more productive, less forgetful starting today if you start my five-step program. And let's talk about that five-step program. What are the five steps, the better brain solution, and why are each important? Well, food. I mean, it all starts with food. Food heals or food kills, depending on what you're eating. Nutrients. There's these some essential nutrients. It's just crazy to be without. Activity. We need physical activity. It's super important for our brain. Stress management. I mean, if you have high cortisol levels, it shrinks your brain. So we need to proactively manage our stress. And the fifth is there's some specific brain toxins that can injure your brain. And it's pretty easy to avoid them. Right. And I want so those are the five steps. And now an important point is you could do one of them and get a little benefit. But if you put all five together, you get a dramatic synergistic benefit. It's much more powerful to add all of the steps than just to do one at a time. Right. Right. And I want to talk about the, the toxins of the brain later on. But I first want to keep going with this food. So we know that insulin resistance obviously is a, is a factor of sugar. But is it sugar alone? It's sugar. It's any form of grain flour. It's potatoes. It's corn. It's rice. All the foods with a high glycemic index. So in the Better Brain Solution, I really try to focus on what foods are, you know, delicious and really good for your brain. You should eat them more often. And they have a low glycemic load. They don't raise your blood sugar level very much. There's medium glycemic, you know, and that would be all the clean proteins all the vegetables except a potato, all the fruits except a banana, all of them have a low glycemic load. The mediums ones are like tortillas, corn tortillas, um, whole grain pasta, a sweet potato, and the high ones, I mean, there's some not surprising, them things that aren't surprising, like a bagel or donut or a soda right. or a cookie. I mean, no one's surprised that those have a high sugar load. But some people are surprised to hear that, you know, like mashed potatoes are super high. So is a baked potato. Um, that whole wheat bread is very high glycemic.
glycemic load, sugar load. That granola as a cereal is very hard. In fact, almost all the cereals except for oatmeal, um, you know, like steel cut oatmeal, all the cereals are very high glycemic load. So, you know, for years people were eating like cereal for breakfast and whole wheat bread for lunch and pasta and rice and potato for dinner with a starch and all of those have a high glycemic load. So no wonder the whole population is, you know, becoming um, diabetic, insulin resistant and losing their memory. Right. No kidding. So what what is the percentage? I mean, everyone's kind of like in these macronutrient phases where we went from really high carb and low fat. Now it's kind of like high protein, high fat, low carb. Do you have a percentage or is it not that simple? Well, I would actually make it easier than that. So we had these high fat, low fat diet, right? And I think low fat is definitely out. But you don't have to be low carb because berries and cherries are all mostly carbs mm -hmm. and beans are mostly carbs and all the vegetables are mostly carbs. We're not saying cut those out. So there's smart carbs, there's smart protein, and there's smart fat. That's a lot easier. And that makes a lot more common sense. Right. So it's not about high fat, low fat, high carb, low carb. It's about the right protein, clean protein, the right carbs that have lots of nutrients but don't have sugar load, and the right fats. That's what it's all about. Right. And let's talk about fat for a second because fat's gotten a bad rap. I mean, it's kind of coming back into the picture, but there is still a lot of confusion on what's good, what's bad, like what should I eat more of? Um, and some people say, like, we should be adding a lot more healthy fats. What's your take on fats? Well, I, you know, wrote a book called Smart Fat and that I think people need more smart fat, especially for your brain. Your brain is like 60 percent fat by weight and 40 percent of the, of the brain is actually long chain omega-3 fats like we get from seafood. So we, you know, they did a recent study and they compared um, a, a low fat diet with a Mediterranean diet where they added extra virgin olive oil or they added extra nuts. And if they added nuts or extra virgin olive oil and asked them to eat more of them, their cognitive function got better, their mm. memory got better, and they had less memory loss over time. The people in the low fat group, they had increased memory loss over time, decreased brain performance. That's not good. Right. So, I, you know, low fat diet, depression worse too. There's a strong link between depression, which is super common, especially in women in their 30s and 40s, um, very strong between depression and memory loss later in life. So I think a low, we really need to abandon this idea of low fat. There's definitely fats we want to avoid, no doubt about it. But um, we should be eating like avocado and extra virgin olive oil and um, nuts and we should be getting things like wild salmon, sardines, sole, mussels, oysters. And if you're vegetarian, not to worry, you can get the same long chain omega-3 fats from eating seaweed or taking a, a DHA supplement that comes from seaweed. It's just a pill a day. I mean, you can, you can meet your needs either way, but we definitely need fat for our brain. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And when you talk about these nutrients, so these explain the difference between your idea between foods and nutrients because they're separate on your better brain solution. Well, like let's take green leafies for just a moment. So green leafies are almost all carbs, right? There's a little bit of fat. There's a little bit of protein, but they're like 75 to 80 percent carb when you think of green leafy vegetables. And if you eat one cup of green leafy vegetables, your brain on average is 11 years younger than someone <laughs> who doesn't eat them. That's I mean, crazy. 11 years, that's a lot. So would you rather have a 
41-year-old brain or a 30-year-old brain? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big change. So yes, we should have them. And the nutrient, and green leafies don't raise your glycemic load, your sugar level at all. So you could eat, you know, I could not eat, you know, buckets of them, but you could, and it wouldn't raise your blood sugar level. So those are carbs that don't raise blood sugar. Um, they have, you know, um, they're loaded with B vitamins. They have vitamin K. They have fiber. They have calcium. Um, and they have those pigments. The pigments are really powerful. So if I was just give you an example, people eat more greens or beets, another pigment, or dark chocolate or cocoa. Um, we're not talking milk chocolate, just dark chocolate. And, you know, if we add um, tea, all these plant pigments protect the brain and actually are associated with better brain scores. Even coffee, even decaf coffee, it's not the caffeine, the pigment in it helps and the nutrients help improve brain function preventing against memory loss. So we want fat and we want plant pigments because those are like the two of the most important things we eat for our brain. But on your the Better Brain Solution program, are you still recommending supplements on top of just food alone? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And can you? You're not going to get any vitamin D from that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's almost no vitamin. D. I mean, you can get vitamin D from an egg yolk, but you'd have to eat 40 egg yolks a day. No <laughs> one's going to do that, right? Right. right. Not going to happen. I mean, you could drink milk, but you'd be between 20 to 30 cups of milk a day. No, you're not. It's just. Whether it's soy milk or cow's milk or almond, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to drink. You're not going to get it from food. Right. I mean, B12, we don't, you know, once we get older, once we're past 40, 50, we don't absorb B12 very well anymore. So we need extra. And you're not going to get extra unless you take a supplement. To get 50, 100 micrograms a day, you're not going to get it from food. Um, magnesium, 70% of Americans eat well, don't get magnesium. These, you know, so vitamin D, B12, magnesium, those are essential. Um, the omega, long chain omega-3, you could eat wild salmon two or three times a week, you'd be good. But a lot of people don't, so they need a fish oil supplement. And if I picked one more, I'd probably say a probiotic. Mm. You know, those healthy bugs for our gut to help our microbiome. Now, some people, you know, have been eating really well for years and they could probably just, you know, eat sauerkraut or kefir or yogurt or, you know, if they don't do dairy, they can do natto or um, miso, other probiotic sources. But most people are not going to get an adequate probiotic um, unless they, they meet their needs. So we definitely need some supplement sources. And if I can give you one last one, curcumin, that's the mm. extract from mm -hmm. turmeric, the curry spice. You'd have to eat three heaping tablespoons a day <laughs> of turmeric to get what you'd get from one little pill. And curcumin is really, it lowers inflammation. It probably helps prevent against cancer. And it's really good for our brain. So, I mean, there's just some examples of supplements that are going to help. They're, they're not replaced. They're supplemental. So when, you're, when you talk about insulin resistance and, and these supplements that help reduce it, is this really Alzheimer's, dementia, um, depression, any of this. Is this an inflammation issue or is this uh, a hormonal chemical issue? Well, like perimenopause, menopause, you know, premenstrual syndrome, when, you're men when, you're when your hormones fluctuate, it changes how your brain cells function. 
So women, especially those with hormonal significant functions, a lot of women, when they go through menopause, as an example, feel mentally sluggish. They have bog when they're going through it. Their brain is, you know, one way of saying it is it's rewiring to accommodate to these new hormonal changes. And you have some decreased velocity, reaction time speed, processing speed. And I see that by measuring processing speed commonly that I've been following a woman for years. When she goes through perimenopause, menopause, we actually see a drop in her brain processing speed. And you can overcome that. And, you know, so they're more susceptible to, you know, a bad diet. I mean, they're more susceptible to insomnia and not sleeping. And they have more brain fog because of it. They can still overcome it. I actually think women with hormone fluctuation benefit more from the Better Brain Solution than a woman does who's 60, perhaps, mm. or a guy because he doesn't have much hormone fluctuation. Mm. Right. That makes sense. So when that strikes, like... I guess what I'm asking, does this solution work across the board, no matter what life save you're in? Oh, yes. It will help kids. Mm -hmm. If you've got children, they're gonna, if they eat this way, they're going to be sharper in school. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, young adults, they're going to be more productive, mentally sharper, and get more work done. I'm older in life. You're just going to help stop cognitive decline, improve your brain function, and help prevent memory loss. So no matter what your age... Mm -hmm. I would say, um, it, basically, if you have a brain, you're going to benefit from the Better Brain Solution program. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before we get into the toxins, what are some like realistic solutions to adding some of these tips into your daily life, food-wise? Well, that's why I put in recipes. You know, I'm a physician, nutritionist, and I did a chef internship at the Four Seasons. My goal is to make food easy and quick to prepare it tastes delicious. I mean, those are the really goals behind a recipe. So I give people food. So a dozen, I list a dozen foods to eat more of. And so your goal is like, you know, for like, say, berries and cherries. I give you, whether it's blueberries or black or raspberries or cherries, whether fresh or frozen, which one do you like? Then I give you some recipes to use them more often. That makes it easy. Does that make sense? That Yeah, that totally makes sense. So when you went for your chef experience, what were some of the interesting things that you learned? Because I feel like there are some people are just scared of the kitchen. You know, like they're, these changes sound great, but how do we get them? And, and I appreciate the fact that you added recipes in. How do we get people to make that transition into, you know, healthy eating? I mean, it's really not well, as difficult as it well, Look at breakfast. I mean, breakfast is a really good option. One option, super quick and easy, is a smoothie for breakfast. Protein, you know, protein powder. Um, it could be whey protein. And if you're dairy intolerant, it could be like a rice pea protein blend. You can put it in a blender. You add some berries or cherries. You add, pour in almond milk, unsweetened. And you push, and in two minutes, you have breakfast. If a person doesn't like eating greens during the day, here's a really easy tip. Grab a handful of frozen spinach or kale, throw it in there. And if you've added cherries or blueberries, you won't even know it's there. You won't taste it. All you're going to taste is the cherry and blueberry and the protein powder, whether it was vanilla or chocolate. That's it. You're not going to even notice you had green leafy. So for people who don't like greens, that makes it so easy. That's just a practical way of getting a ton of brain nutrients all at once. Um, and it only took you two minutes. Right, right. Yeah. Simple things. And like you said, inside your newest book, you're going to have a ton of recipes that are going to help people 
really break that down so that they can incorporate that into their life and make this simple. Because at the end of the day, that's what that's what we need is simple, realistic, convenient solutions. Um, and that's what your book is. Um, yeah, but- for busy people, mm-hmm. most of my patients, men and women, they have they work. They're full time. They have kids have families they're like literally burning the candle at both ends right um they're looking so here's my advantage i've been working with people who are very busy productive trying to get more done in life who are trying to be efficient and i've been working with them for 15 years and they've been my you know um what do you call them guinea pigs (laughs) (laughs) lack of a better word it's actually a pretty good one I've been experimenting on them, and every year I try to make my program easier. Yeah. Instead of making it more complex, every year I'm trying to think, what can I do this year (laughs) that's going to make it easier for people to follow this and get better results? And Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 15 years, and the results are pretty amazing. My average patient is literally younger, trimmer, fitter, mentally sharper. Um, They're preventing heart disease. They're preventing memory loss and they feel great. It's even good for their romantic life, their Mm -hmm. sex life. (laughs) And what's wrong with that? Right, right. All positive things, right? Okay. The last thing I want to break down is the toxins in our brain. I had gone through a health struggle um, where I got exposed to mold and had a reaction that kind of set my body in a tailspin. And there was huge implications with my mind. And that this, this has to be a bigger issue or it's, it's got to be a growing issue because as I've studied this and learned more about it, I mean, it's, it's becoming, uh, to me, it's just an explosion of people who have myotoxin issues or just toxins, but yet we don't associate that. So what is your take on toxins in the brain? Well, I think having brain fog or cognitive dysfunction should think of the common toxins out there. So you already hit one of them, mold. I mean, there's a urine test we can do to check for mold, but... It's pretty expensive. It's like eight hundred dollars to do, a, you know, a battery of tests to see if you've been exposed. It's much easier to try to clarify. Okay, is there mold in my house or my house? Um, do I have a leak in the roof and there's mold growing behind a wall? You know, so anybody with memory dysfunction should at least think I have toxic mold. They might, and take steps to look and correct that. Um, another really common one is mercury. Mm. People, out of convenience, eat a lot of tuna, grouper, snapper, swordfish, these big mouth fish. Um, that's happening a lot. So it's, I think, super important to, you know, if you're having cognitive fun- dysfunction, check your mercury level mm. or stop eating tuna, grouper, snapper, swordfish mm-hmm. and bass and focus on salmon and sole and flounder and you know trout and other smallmouth fish that don't eat high in the food chain don't have so much mercury but here's another one a lot of people are doing paleo these days right right and with paleo unintentional with the paleo time period there were no deli meats or sandwich meats or hot dogs or bacon right none of them were processed meats that they sprinkle chemicals on to extend their shelf life like they do today so today they sprinkle nitrosamines on these things. We've known for years they cause cancer. And more recently we realized that they increase blood sugar levels and insulin resistance, the number one cause for memory loss. But now we've really recently identified in studies that if you just give small amounts of nitrosamines, like what someone might get from eating bacon each day, going to a restaurant, 
they cause Alzheimer's disease in lab animals because they're neurotoxic. Yeah. So nitrosamines are being are used by a lot of people, not knowing that these are literally cancer-causing, Alzheimer-causing brain toxins. And we've definitely got to get people off of nitrosamines. And you, you can still eat some of these foods, but they should be pasture-raised, organically fed, and nitrosamine-free, not nitrosamine pesticide-enriched. You know, it's really giving up on eating anything that comes from a feedlot, especially if it's processed and it's been treated with all animals. Mm-hmm. So when you have toxins like this, I mean, this is a big issue and it's not always easy to get rid of them. What is the solution to, I mean, besides just eliminating whatever the source is, how do we detox that from our body? Well, number one is to stop the source because detoxing it won't do any good if you keep ingesting it. Right. So so if you, you know, we shouldn't be getting high mercury. Um, One, we shouldn't be getting BPA or that, you know, BPA, don't eat BPA canned food. Don't eat foods wrapped in plastic or drink in plastic containers. Certainly don't cook with plastic containers, for heaven's sakes. Right. So it melts like cheese into your food. So getting rid of plastic and BPA canned linings and mercury um, and nitrosamine. Right, right. And probably all the other solutions that you have in the book, like the food and the supplements, will naturally help increase that detoxification pathway if you eliminate the source. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, and it's then all working cohesively. Detox. You know, you could go to partial intermittent fasting for a week. You can sweat you know, with the sauna. Mm-hmm. You make curcumin and um, milk thistle and other herbs, you know, during a week, once or twice a year. I think actually it's pretty smart to detox for a week, once or twice a year. And I had a whole plan for detoxing in the Better Brain Season. Mm-hmm. I think by far the most important is to stop eating obvious toxins in our food in our brain right right easy to do right right the simple solution is just to stop the sores Uh okay i just have a couple more questions what is your story with this i i don't know that you've had uh significant brain issues but going through your own program you've probably seen some kind of results what is your own story with it well for myself i've just noticed i'm so much more perfect i mean i still have patients in my I write blogs, I write books, have a wife, I have kids, I'm busy, and I can do, I couldn't do, I probably could only do half of what I do if I didn't follow myself, so it really makes me more productive. But on a personal level, you know, my mother-in-law just recently died of Alzheimer's, so if anybody has seen how painful it is, this disease, it's awful. It's not just that you lose your memory and you even know who kids are anymore. It's much worse than that. You become a burden on the glove. And I mean, my wonderful, I, I, my son-in-law feel like they lucked out and they won the mother-in-law lottery, but I feel like I won. And so I had an awesome mother-in-law, but I mean, again, she just burned out her family. She basically, her husband died. My wonderful stepfather, he was, I really was had a wonderful aunt father-in-law, but he died taking at the end, he mm. killed himself. Mm. I mean, he worked himself twenty four seven for her to, and, and he was just that's it. I'm done. And he was dead within a couple months. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's awful what this does to people. So I, on a personal level, I really like being double pro. 
who wouldn't who wouldn't like to be sharper, quicker, more productive? Right. But on the other hand, I've seen how awful memory loss is, and I don't want that to happen to anyone. Right, right. It is it is such an awful thing for everyone involved. But I like the fact that also you you talk about stress. Because I feel like when people go to, to go to the doctor or they have a complication or they're working on prevention, we hear so much about just diet and exercise, which are extremely important. I'm not trying to diminish that. But the, the component of stress is almost something that diet and exercise can't fight against. What is that? Well, they can't. I always give the analogy of like there's a ladder with, you know, four, um, you know, pillars on it. And if you're going to. 20 feet up in the air, which of the four pillars are you okay if they cut out? None. I mean, you're going to fall. And that's how, you know, you could eat well and exercise, but if you're totally stressed out, you're when you're stressed out and you're not managing it, then your cortisol goes high. And cortisol loses, you lose bone mass, you lose muscle mass, it raises blood sugar, especially you grow that tire around your waistline. Um, your blood pressure goes up. And your memory, your brain literally shrinks with high cortisol levels, especially it shrinks the hippocampus, the memory center. Mm. So we've got to proactively manage stress. I mean, my favorite top three things for stress management would be um, get a good workout and burn off when you burn off, you know, the calories. Number two, get a good night's sleep so you're rested. And number three is take 10 minutes for meditating your day. Proactively learn how calm and focused so you keep your cortisols down instead of running shooting sky high right it needs to be an like a natural part of our everyday like just a pr another practice like exercise that we probably just incorporate into our day yeah i do it right after my workout i work out and while i'm stretching, i'll just you know back or sit up and i'll do some breathing for a while and you know it doesn't have to be that long you can get a great deal of benefit with just five to ten minutes of meditation and um, gentle calm breathing you can right. even stretch at the same time it would be another option you know do, you know do yoga a few times a week um you get a workout and stress management at the same time i mean so so again it comes back how do we make following five steps to having a better brain easy mm -hmm. and that's really what the better brain solution is all about mm -hmm. yeah i have loved this interview and i feel like this is something that so many of us are going to find value from because so many of us struggle with brain fog and energy and i feel like it's all kind of interconnected and this could be something great especially hitting the new year if you're looking for something that's uh you know a, a health solution or a way to foster that the better brain solution could be the right step because this isn't just going to help your brain. This is going to help your overall body. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. The same program is help people lose it, have more energy, help prevent artery disease, drink artery plaque. Um, you know, we, we measure all those factors that are all of those have been published and shown to be true, um, including better brain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. What is, one last question, what is the best piece of advice you could leave us with? Well, I would try taking the quiz. I mean, we've got a simple quiz and people can take the quiz and see how are you doing. If you've got some early signs, well, let's do it. It doesn't matter what your score in the end, whether your score is excellent or not so good. No matter what, you can still have a better brain and you want to find out how you're doing and what can you do. And as a bonus, for taking the quiz. It only takes a minute 
60 to 90 seconds and you can take this quiz. It's easy, it's fun, and it gives you some cool information. And the bonus for doing that, I'll give people my better solution um, uh, shopping. What are the 12 foods you should buy when you go to the store? And what are the 12 foods you should avoid to protect your brain? And they're both free. There's no cost. So you can get it for free, get started. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they have symptoms, take an action and make a change. But with your brain, that means you're waiting for your brain already shrunk. Get started. Don't wait till your brain thinking. Take steps today to have a better brain so you're sharper, quicker, more and prevent yourself from having a brain for right. heaven's sakes don't wait till you're saying oh my gosh it's it's um, i'm in trouble um because then i there's no guarantee you're going to get it all back ah such great information and like dr masley said there's a free quiz and i will link that up in the show notes so everyone can go and take it and then get that free grocery list with the 12 foods that we should be eating and of course grab his book because it's it's a great wealth of information that's not just going to help your brain but your body in general, and, it, and it's whole, um, just to help better nourish everything. Dr. Masley, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Alex, thank you. This was really fun. I, I appreciate the questions and uh, just allowing me to share this message with your followers. I'm really grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can't see how your book changes the way that people live and ultimately their brain health, which we all need. So thank you. I was so honored to have Dr. Masley on to talk about the Better Brain Solution because he's been around the block a few times and I've seen so many people who've struggled with dementia, Alzheimer's, and brain fog overcome this, and I know you can too. So you're going to want to make sure and check out Dr. Masley's Better Brain Solution book. You can find all the details to that and his free quiz that I mentioned at the beginning of the show and he mentioned toward the end at his website through my show notes at simpleritzwellness.com slash 066. So again, you can find all the information from today's show over on the show notes at simplerootswellness.com slash 066. And I just wanted to say again, I'm so sorry that the sound quality was so poor in today's episode. I'm so glad that you're still here at the end of the show and you've made it through. Again, we do take great pride in having good sound quality for you, and we hope that this is an issue going forward. But at the same time, I hope you found value in the show and you understood why I wasn't willing to throw this one away. Anyways, I just had a few quick announcements before I let you go. Last week, I had promised that this week's episode was going to be all about planning for the new year. I decided to put that off until the first of the year. So the first podcast of the new year is actually going to have a new introduction, as well as be a show all about planning for the new year and looking ahead, because we have a very special project that we're releasing at the beginning of the new year, and it's free, and we hope you join in. So make sure you're on my mailing list. You can sign up to get on my email list at simplerootswellness.com or through the show notes and stay up to date on all the latest offerings that we have. Again, this new project coming into the new year is going to be completely free and you'll be getting all the details in the weeks ahead. So I hope you join me, you'll stay tuned and that you'll have a great rest of this year and a very Merry Christmas. And remember, next year and week one, we're gonna be releasing a brand new podcast all about planning for the new year, creating goals and values based on you, what that looks like and how you can actually achieve them. I'm so excited to move forward and I hope you are as well. We have so many great things planned. So I want you to stay tuned, head back on over here. And in the meantime, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Remember, these ratings and reviews aren't just for my benefit, but they actually help the show to be findable and visible by other people who wouldn't otherwise hear about Simple Roots Radio. 
They literally mean the world to me and help make the show go round. So if you haven't left a rating and review, just head on over to simplerootswellness.com slash review and leave an honest rating and review and know that I read every single one and I form the show around what you'd like to see. So make sure you head on over there and do that and stay tuned for the new episode in the new year with a new intro. Can't wait to see you. In the meantime, have a great few weeks.